Hey y'all, this is Sam. And this is Steven. And this is Crimeology. This is episode 135. And this week's state is Illinois. All right, here we go. This this will be a semi-rapid fire. So I can't ask you the main colors of the Illinois flag because it's primarily white. But what bird is featured on there? Oh, raven. Uh, it would be an eagle. Oh, there you go. You know, typical. Um, what's the nickname? Uh, isn't that where the bean is? Oh, that's... Uh, that is Chicago, yeah. No, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. I literally don't know. Uh, it would be Land of Lincoln. Interesting. You know, because that's where Abraham Lincoln's from. It's not... Not what you were thinking, was it? Nope. Um, wouldn't a uh, statehood number? Um, 15. That's one of your closer guesses you've had in the last, like, four weeks. What is it? It's 21. Oh. I think I'm going to get you again like I kind of got you with uh, Washington last week. Uh, what is the capital of Illinois? You know what's a better question? Any city in Illinois. Really? We just talked about where one is. Da Bears. The Bears? Da Bears. Where Da Bears from? Chicago. Oh. Uh, it's not Chicago. It is Springfield. Oh. Is the capital of Illinois. Um, let's let's have a fun one. It's been a while. Um, let's see. What is the uh, state mammal? Excuse me. The state mammal. A bear. It is a white-tailed deer. Interesting. Not what I would have thought for Illinois. So, all right. All right. Well, Back let's get to, started. That's, yep. Mm-hmm. Steven's Corner. <laughs> this is episode 135 H.H. Holmes. Another case that we've covered already for this state is John Wayne Gacy. So this week we're talking about the man who is known as the country's first serial killer. H.H. Rill's name is Herman Mudgett. He was born into a wealthy family and was very intelligent. But at a young age, he showed an interest in death, which started his fascination with medicine or it's assumed that his fascination with death or his interest in death started his fascination with medicine. He would trap animals and do surgery on them. (laughs) Sorry, I was trying to hold in that sneeze. (laughs) He would trap animals and then he would do surgery on them. And then some articles even said he killed one of his childhood friends and did surgery on them as his first kill but i couldn't find 
this also happened in like the 1800s. So there's not a whole lot of information out there um, exactly. So I really couldn't find if that was true or not, if he killed a childhood friend. So I don't really know. Yeah, the internet really wasn't around back in the 1880s. Right. So I can't help you out there. H.H. ended up graduating from medical school from the University of Michigan. Go blue. And then while he was at school, he would steal the cadavers that were used. He would cut them up on his own, but then he would place them around town staging accidents. Now, I I don't know if this is a type of humor or just like just messed up but like that's almost kind of funny well it's weird because i mean it's weird but it's like everybody knows he's dead or you know like you give your body to science and everybody knows you're dead so then you're found somewhere else and they're like okay you're like hold hold up i'm also like staging an accident but at that point and I, this is my no knowledge of, right. but I'm thinking Regan, what is it called? Regan Norm? Regan, now you got me. If I, if I didn't mention it, we both could have said it. Yep. I know what you're talking about though. So is that just because of our blood? And when your body is drained, do you not get Regan, Regan Mortis anymore? I, listen, I'm the furthest thing from medical. I wish I would have thought about that so I could have Googled it. But I don't know. I don't know if blood has a factor in doing that. And then if, when your body gets drained, if it's all gone. and But that's where my mind just went. Is like when you're staging an accident. I have no idea. But if the body is so stiff, you could only... Also, how are you stealing a cadaver is also crazy. Like, like that. That's why I'm like, is it kind of like... I mean, in a very you're walking twisted... out of there and like with a surfboard, <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of like a, oh yeah, he's he's just super drunk, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Fireman carried him out. So this is wild. So 1886, he moves to Chicago and he starts working as a pharmacist. And then this is where he starts calling himself Doctor H. H. Holmes. While he was working at the pharmacy, the owner of the business ends up passing away. So he tries to convince the wife of the business to give him the business. He does end up getting the business. And then when HH came in, he said that the wife up and moved to California and she was never heard or seen again. Um, was that his first kill? Yeah. No, I mean... I don't think so. If he's playing with cadavers and well, I he's mean, I definitely mean, probably killed some people. I mean, like when he's if been you're in Chicago, a child, and you're doing yeah, surgery true. on animals. There's no way this is your first kill. There's no way. So across the street from the pharmacy, H. H. built himself a three-story home. This home would soon be known as the Murder Castle. There were secret secret passageways, trap doors, soundproof rooms, peepholes, doors that would be locked from the outside, gas chambers, and places to cremate bodies. I must say, 
the name. Pretty cool. I don't think he gave it. I think it was later given to the house, but yeah. I mean. We'll post pictures of the castle. Um, and we'll talk about it a little bit here. But it's basically like a hotel. So like it's not. Right. When I say three-story house and you're thinking of a three-story house, this is like a ginormous like building. This is like when you go to like a downtown area. Yes. And they had the yes. huge like almost like a block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So while building his house, he would have to hire and fire many construction companies so that no one would get suspicious of his plans. So with this construction company, he's like, hey, I need you to build me a gas chamber room because I don't know. And so they're like, okay. And then he's like, okay, you're fired because that's all I can ask. Because if I ask you to build a gas chamber room and ask you to build my torture room, you're going to get suspicious. (laughs) So it's also like, I want to know how long it actually took you to build that house with all of the firing and hiring that you had to do. So like I said, his home basically is a hotel, which is what he wanted. He would put out ads requesting female workers to come take care of his house and him, and he would offer them lodging. This is how he was able to gain the trust of so many people, and this is how he was able to kill so many people. Both of both at his home and at his pharmacy, he required all of his workers to have a life insurance policy and required them to name him the beneficiary. Then, when he was low on money, he would just pick the next person, kill them, and get the money. So, and obviously, like, how how would you pick the next person? Would you be like, all right, we're putting names in a hat. Well, you're looking at one out. Steven's got a 10,000 life insurance policy and Sam's just got a 5,000. So bye, Steve. You're like, bye, Steven. That's really how he's big in it. And so then you're going to Sam and you're like, hey, I think your life is more worth more than $5,000. I think you need to get the, the $10,000 that's at. I think you at. need to get the $25,000. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I really think. And so what he would say is he would like, I'll pay whatever to help you get the best, like yeah. whatever you've got to put in it from each month. I'll pay that for you. If you get the 25, the $30,000 life insurance, Golly. I'll pay for it. But I just, I think your life is that valuable. We've, we've done what a hundred, this is what a 135. Yes. One thirty. We've done 134 and a half quarter episodes. This was the craziest thing I've heard in all of these. <laughs> So he would go out and he would create relationships with multiple women and then he would become engaged to them and then he would end up killing them after he gets control of their life and their money. So he goes out. This is commitment. I mean, also part of it is. I mean, that's not because he killed them. Well, it's commitment (laughs) to find a woman to stay with the woman long enough to be engaged to the woman. To then say, okay, we're going to get married, so, like, let's get our lives figured out, right? You sign all of your stuff over in my name. Like, let's get this all worked out now. Just kidding. Bye. That takes commitment for you to do that. 
So this is a lesson to you. If you, uh, if somebody starts to be like, oh yeah, just sign all your stuff over to me. If they're telling me to sign all their stuff over to me, they don't know who I am. (laughs) Okay. I'm like, I'm the wrong person. (laughs) So he would then turn around and sometimes he would sell his dead bodies to different medical schools in the area. So full circle. Hmm. Because you, you do one there, it, and you do one there, and you would do one there. But he does it because he's a pharmacist. So because you're a pharmacist, people come to you because they're sick. So then he says, Sally Lou always came to me to get her medications, and I knew she was dying. Okay. So she okay. asked me, okay. what is a place? Yep. So that's how okay. you get away with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you actually think about that, or was yeah, that in the story? No, I thought about it. <laughs> that's creepy. <laughs> You got to listen after 135 episodes of looking at every single one of these cases. You, it's It's second nature now. (laughs) I also have started to watch Criminal Minds. I've never watched it before, and so I'm starting to watch it. So I literally was telling my boss that there are some times that I, and in conversation, I'll say, "I don't know if this is really real life or if it's because I'm watching Criminal Minds," (laughs) and she'll be like, "It's because you're watching Criminal Minds." So if we just randomly stop putting out episodes for, you know, a while, it's because Sam's killed me. Probably. Well, listen. <laughs> well, I won't say that. It'll hurt your feelings. <laughs> I was going to say. Tell me. I won't stop putting episodes out. You just won't be a part of it. <laughs> you know, I said that too. So, so if Steven ever goes missing and if, Steve, <laughs> if Steven's never in the if... podcast anymore, that's when you know. I wouldn't stop making content. I would just, you just wouldn't be a part of it. Well, I don't know how you would put it out, but. Or maybe I would just take like, because like a lot of the first episodes, you just were like a, yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. So then maybe I'll go and take the audio and uh just insert it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to start changing up my intro and my outro. (laughs) So that way you can't have a safe word with the audience to let them know that you're okay. (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) So 1893, H.H. was arrested for starting a fire in his home to try to collect insurance money. But he was released soon after. Of course. Here we go again. Right. With the people trying to set their house on fire. Right. So then H.H. then gets with his friend Ben. And he convinces Ben to fake his own death so that they can get his $10,000 life insurance policy that Ben just got. Here's also the fun part and side note in this because we're also going to talk about another person that HH manipulates. And this is like the worst part of the whole thing is HH is like, hey, you've got a $10,000 life insurance policy. You die give it all to me and then i will give you a whopping five hundred dollars now granted ten thousand dollars back then whole lot of money you know so even five hundred dollars was a whole lot of money but it is still funny that instead of being like we'll go half half you know Mm -hmm. or whatever he's like i'll get ten thousand but I'll give you five hundred. I'm like, yeah, no, buddy. I'll give you five hundred. Like, you know what I mean? It's just funny. Anyways, so 
Now that H.H. has someone who knew about his scheming, he has to keep Ben close. So, the two of them travel to Colorado, Missouri, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, and Texas, committing these same schemes. They would steal stuff from one state, and then they would sell it in the other. They would make girls fall in love with them, get engaged to them, only to kill them and take their money. They're doing this everywhere. While in Missouri, H.H. was arrested for stealing some horses and selling them over state lines, and he's serving some time in jail. While he's in jail, he meets Marion, who was a career criminal. When H.H. tells Marion what he's been doing, Marion said that he wants to join in and help H.H. get more money. While H.H. is in jail, Ben moves to Philadelphia where he is living with his wife and five children. He opens a fake office to swindle investors, so he's still doing his thing. When H.H. gets out of prison, he now no longer needs Ben now that Marion, now that he has Marion. So he goes to Ben's house and kills him. H.H. is then able to convince Ben's wife that Ben just up and left her and her family So that way she isn't looking for any of the life insurance money. So H.H. then becomes paranoid and was afraid that one of Ben's children might say something to police or anybody else. So he ends up killing three of Ben's five children. That's a lot. Yeah. Yep. So H.H. told Marion that the plan was that H.H. was going to kill Ben take his life insurance money, and again, give Marion $500 of it. When Marion finds out that Ben is dead and that H.H. hasn't given him any of the money, Marion goes to police and himself and tells them what H.H.'s plan was. H.H. is then arrested and his home is searched where numerous bodies are found in his home and everyone is able to see that the tor- the torture rooms that is his home. In 1894, H.H. is tried in Philadelphia for the murder of Ben and his children, where he is found guilty and sentenced to death by hanging. H.H. was thinking of money until the last second of his life, because he ended up selling his story for $10,000, which is how we know that he admitted to over 130 murders, even though officials believe that number to actually be over 200. In May 1896, he was hanged, and then his castle was remodeled as an attraction, and it was named the Holmes's Horror House, but it burned down before it ever opened, which is that's probably a, good thing. a little bit of a bummer. Mm. I would say that's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing, but a little bit of a bummer because that would have been, again, a a sick and twisted, but it would have been cool to go see. It would have been interesting. So that's one of those that I started looking into them. And because it's an 1800s case, there's not a whole lot. Um, And so like, this is one of those like Bonnie and Clyde, and we talked about uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Those were other two cases mm-hmm. where it was also 
it wasn't hard to find it was hard to find details about like specific crimes that they committed you know the general information but as far as like details it was hard to find because like you said the internet's not around and by the time the internet really got big maybe most of those people who could tell those stories are gone um and so they can't give those details um so the details are lost to history um but still even though not knowing details this was one of those cases that i was like this is still can i say this is probably my favorite case (laughs) like it's one of those that you're like whoa like it's crazy anyways yeah i I think you can I liked it and it was fun and it was fun to research. I don't see that being a like weird thing to say if this is one of your favorite cases. It's also just why a hundred and thirty people that you killed. A hundred and thirty people. Yeah, that that is pretty wild. To the point that you're just like slashing everybody you walk by. Anyways, this was crazy. So yeah, episode one hundred and thirty-five. Like always, we have Instagram and Facebook, both at Crimeology, Crimeology Pod. Email at CrimeologyPod at f- gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, favorite, comment, five stars. Do all of those things. That's right. And like always, this is Sam. I don't really have a good one for Chicago, so I'm just going to go with the Mike, Mike, Mike Ditka Dub Bears. This is Steven. And this is Crimeology. Crimeology.